Before we begin, all stories and experiences shared are not representative of any group or people. Each are personal and unique. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Debunk It. I'm your host, Doreen. On today's episode, we will be discussing death. If you feel uncomfortable listening to this topic, feel free to skip this episode to a later time when you are ready. Otherwise, stay tuned for the heart-to-heart discussion that I have with some friends. Hey everyone, I hope all of us are doing well. And for today's topic, it's one that I've always wanted to talk about. I mean, we all know me, I like to talk about difficult conversations, but for the most part, I have actually never lost someone close or dear to me before. I know what it's like to mourn for the loss of a life, but over time, my views of death have changed, I can say. In both a spiritual and religious context, I feel there's a lot to explore on this topic, and that's why I invited my friends to speak about it with me, because we actually started this discussion before, but I felt... I should really come on here and share it with you guys. But first, let me give you some of my thoughts and ideas on death. It can be very confusing, so let's debunk it. Death is essentially the loss of life. If I were to put it in my own words, it's the end of something. The word itself has connotations of tragedy. I mean, just the way it sounds. Death. Oof just it gives me shivers and that's why i feel a lot of people had to create lighter words or phrases to try and ease their way into talking about death personally i like to say pass away because kicking the bucket just never had a ring for me but also passing away articulates this idea that one phase has ended and a new one is yet to begin when it comes to death people want to know what happens after If you grew up religious, as I did, you would have an answer of heaven or hell, or a good place and a bad place. If you behave well, you go to the good place. If you behave badly, you go to a bad place, so to say. But one thing that is not up for debate, one thing that can never be escaped, is the finality of what death is. No one can run away from it. No one can evade it, no matter how rich, how smart, how powerful, how holy you think you are. Death is something that's going to come to you. And throughout time, I've always seen how people try to continue to make their lives longer. And then we have the idea of like vampires, vampires who live forever and walk the earth forever. We all tangle with these ideas of death. And it's a curious thing because we really don't know what happens after. There have been times people have been, they've been dead, they come back to life or and whatnot. But the truth of the matter is we don't know. And the fact that we're trying so hard to make our lives longer, it, make, it makes me, it reminds me of a Black Mirror episode called San Junerpo. So the basic concept of San Junerpo is it's a simulated reality where the deceased can live and like the elderly can visit. So these are like people who are just about to die. And everyone lives in the bodies of their younger selves in a time period of their choosing. So it's like me saying, I want to live in 2012 as my 21-year-old self, for example. So it's just this idea of mortality versus immortality. We want to live forever, 
but we just haven't figured out how to do that yet. This is where a lot of people want to fight me, and I don't blame them. I'm not a very remorseful person. I lack remorse, if anything. But it's because I'm so curious, and my mind is so open to all the possibilities that could happen. A lot of my opinions aren't final. They're still in the process of being shaped and being made into actual opinions. And some of, some of them might not even be correct. But how I feel about death is not super radical. I'm not here to sell you this idea of what death... No, I'm just as confused, befuddled as anyone else. I'll be sharing more about my personal thoughts and feelings with my friends. So I really hope you enjoy our conversation. Vibe with me. I have created a playlist for you to jam to in your free time. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. I listen to pretty much everything, so you're bound to find something you vibe to. It's called the Let's Debunk It Mix. Links to all playlists are in the show notes. Okay, guys, let me just introduce our guest. So today's guest is Anas and her pronouns are she her and she's currently just a student like she's my friend from uni so yeah and also welcome to my podcast thank you um and also correction i'm not just a friend i am one of her closest friends i hope you say that and also um (laughs) we basically share the same brain cell that's 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 on period we we are one (laughs) and the same person but yeah thank you so much for joining me and thank you for you know spending the time to talk to me about that. Well, first, this should be interesting. This is my first time in a podcast. Like, everything's so interesting right now. <laughs> so the first question we have for today is, what are the best and worst ways to die? Like, in your opinion. The best and worst way to die. I can, on top of my mind, the worst ways to die come first. And I feel like suffocating would be so mm. bad. Like drowning or for example you're locked somewhere where you can't actually breathe because you're aware of every single second when it's happening and obviously the best way to die would be painless death like during your sleep that's true honestly i think the worst way to die is based off of my my biggest fear of dying is if you die in the shower i can't can't. how would you die in the shower let's say you slip in the shower you hit your head and then you're dead now it's not the actual act of dying it's how they find my body. That's the problem. <laughs> like, Man, what do you do in the shower? <laughs> like you're so worried about finding your body. Listen, like, like you don't have that fear. Like someone just like walking into your dead body in the shower. I mean, at least they'll get a view. I. <laughs> that's not. But then the thing is, you've died in the shower. Like that's that's like embarrassing. Listen, you're dead in the shower. The least. The last thing someone's gonna be ta- uh, like thinking about is the fact that you're naked. But I'll be thinking about that no, in the afterlife. Like, like, she's naked. No, they'll be like, oh, she's dead. Uh, I, I don't know. I, may, maybe it's just me, but like. I'm sorry. I don't want to downplay this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get what I get. But what as, okay. Suffocation it is, guys. That's the worst <laughs> way to die. <laughs> but I guess the best way to die is probably like in your sleep. Painless, nothing. But then again, that's so, so, that's so sad. Why? Because, like, what if they forget that you're sleeping and they just think you're sleeping in for a couple of days? You know, one time I slept for more than 24 hours, I think 25 hours, 
And nobody came up to check on me for a while. And then they only came up the next day because they thought something happened. Like, they legit thought I died. And then they woke me up and I was pissed because I was such a good sleep. Oh. Well, that's, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, so now I'm trying to break a record by sleeping for 26 hours. And it's a mission in progress. So you're still trying. Okay. So, second question. In what ways... Can it be healthy and unhealthy to contemplate that? <clears throat> That's a very interesting question. Can it be healthy to contemplate death? I've never thought about contemplating death as something that could be done in a healthy way. But how could it be healthy? Oh, maybe when you like when you reevaluate. Oh yeah, reevaluate things that are happening in life. You know, when you put death not as uh, a negative outcome that you're trying to avoid but something that is definite that's gonna happen uh-huh. so you try your best to do whatever you can because the only certain thing that we have in our life is that everybody's gonna die yeah that's true yeah so maybe a healthy way would be putting it in a perspective like okay i know for sure that i'm gonna die and death is a normal part of human life so before I want to die, I want to do this. Or at least acknowledge it. Acknowledge that it's a normal thing. It's just part of life. Of course, easier said than done. <laughs> oh, that is so true. And a healthy way is just like avoidance and fearing death. Yeah. But then like I also kind of think of like where does that fear come from? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like if... Because I'm not religious or in any way. So I kind of... I still have like this little looming fear of I don't know where I'm going after I die so it's like what to do you know what I mean mm. so I'm just thinking of like cause like now I'm just chill I'm just like if I die I that is a really terrible mindset to have at the same time if I die I die yeah. it's like, <laughs> like I, I kind of have like similar mindset to be honest right yeah and I don't know if that's healthy or not because it's like yeah I've accepted death but at the same time if death was around the corner I'd just be like okay vibes let's do this I don't mind leaving right now like I don't know if that's unhealthy or if there's something wrong because it's just like especially like after 2020 it's just like it's just the mood right now (laughs) especially after 2020 for sure if it's my time, it's my time, and I'm here to accept it. To be honest, I feel like after 2020, when death comes, everyone's gonna be like, oh, there you are. <laughs> that was a long year. Where you've been hiding? Where you've been hiding? But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's normal, but not normal. It's like, okay, death, it's chill, but then it's like, it's death. Like, you're done, you're gone. You're like, bye bye. Wouldn't it be weird if we were all fascinated by the end of things the same we were fascinated by that? Like imagine eating a sandwich and you know that it's gonna finish at the end and then it finishes and you're like oh, I finished my sandwich. Oh my gosh. I've never thought of that. That would be so weird though. Like we're just contemplating the end of everything. So you just don't eat the sandwich, you just let it be. But then the sandwich will go bad. Exactly. <laughs> That is such a good analogy. I've never. That is life. And we are the sandwich. (laughs) We are the sandwich. Don't let your sandwich go bad. (laughs) Enjoy it while it's fresh. Because 
you know what? It's gonna finish in the end. Oh my gosh, guys, we're just all sandwiches. <laughs> we're all just sandwiches. Oh, that is such smart enough. I'm gonna start saying that more. I'm just like, I'm just a sandwich. You're welcome. A healthy sandwich. They used to call me enough the wise. Actually, they never called me that, but I would really appreciate it if you start calling me. Well, not the wise, just okay. Everywhere. So, when if you guys want to talk to Anas on her social media, just you know, you have to text her like, hey, not the wise. I've got a question about. She'll respond right at Any question. So, our third question is okay. Would you like to talk about your experience losing someone in your life? Yeah. Ooh, we're getting the dishes done. We're getting deep. Yes. Um. Obviously, 2020 has been an amazing year. The well, best. A lot of great things that are happening. Not really. But um, it was also the year that I lost my grandmother due to cancer. Well, like she's been battling it for a while. So that was for me, like I've lost people before, but never people that I was really close to. Mm -hmm. And so I've never lost anyone that I was actually really close to before that. So it was the first time that it hits me, and for the longest time ever I was in a denial with the whole thing going on. Because she basically um, raised me when I was a little kid, because, because me and my twin brother and my mom mostly took care of my twin because he was really sick. So my grandma raised me and I is even calling her mom until this day actually call her mom. So uh, yeah, I think that was for me that was the biggest um, hit that I got in twenty twenty. And it was just it was a new experience and I had to learn how to deal with it. Like it was so new going through all the emotions of you know how they stay there, the five stages of grief. Mm -hmm. And for me, I felt like everything was so spontaneous. Like I'd be angry one day, and then I'd accept it the next day, and then the other day I would be depressed about it. So it was never like a fixed thing. And sometimes I just get really sad, and then for two weeks I'd be good, and then for another week I'd be really depressed about it. Yeah. So yeah. You know, funny enough, I've actually never, um, I've never actually lost anyone close to me. But I think it's big, and I feel it, it's. It's very ironic because I know if any of my um, relatives listen to this, they'll be like, what are you talking about? Because there's a point in time when so many people in house related to a passing away and basically having funerals every three to four months, right? And it's just this thing whereby I feel like I got so disconnected from people. So even when they passed away, it was just like, okay, they're gone. What next, you know? And so even like when I was thinking about this topic, it was just like, I've never experienced like that sort of grief in my life. And I wonder what it's, and I don't want to feel that way. Like I don't want to feel that grief, but I think it's so important for us to talk about it, you know? It and is. And it sucks that nobody actually talks about it. Even know my family right now, nobody likes to talk about her quite grandma. Mm. And I don't think it's, it's, I wish death was introduced to us in a normal way, less than yeah. like the scary way that it's actually presented to us right now. It would make so afraid to even speak about it. Mm, yeah, that's true. Because I don't know, it's like one of those, maybe it's just like our culture that they, like, they're just certain things they don't talk about. Like, they don't talk about sex, they don't talk about dating, they don't even talk about puberty, they don't talk about... They don't tell us anything, we just kind of, boom, we just kind of get there and we learn on our own. Yeah. 
Huh. I don't know. It's kind of weird, don't you think? It's like, because it's something that happens every day all well, around the natural yeah. things are just considered that... taboo. It is weird. And the thing that intri- intrigues me is that, you know, our parents are basically products of their parents. Mm-hmm. So they probably went through the exact same thing of not knowing how to talk about anything and then just passed it on to us, expecting us to kind of figure it out on our own, whether we deal with it in a good or bad way. And that's scary. That is, if I ever do have children, I'll make sure to teach them all about that. Yeah, and as the aunt, I will be very supportive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, why do you think people die? Why do I think people die? Because everything ends. Everything ends. Imagine if nothing ended. Imagine if people didn't die. Imagine if everyone was immortal. Like, you were born and you know you're going to live forever. You would never do anything. But then, in that case, even if we're immortal, what if you wanted to stop living? We just wouldn't? That'd be crazy to me. I don't think that's good, though. Right? I, I think that's horrible. What would motivate you? If you don't know that there's an end to something, you would always delay things. That is so true. You would always delay things. You'd always be like, I have time. Like, if we didn't have deadlines for assignments, we wouldn't like procrastinate until the last 10 minutes. That's so true. You'd just keep going on. Because now that I think about it, it's like, would we even have to sustain ourselves if we never die? Would people try to improve? Because you'd always be the idea that we still have time, so... And it's a heck of a lot of time. A heck of a lot of time. Would we even reproduce? Honestly. It wouldn't be as important. Because reproduction wouldn't be a thing. Because we would, because we would basically be living in an endless nightmare mm-hmm. of never ending. <laughs> Do you have a concept of the afterlife? Okay. Um, honestly, I believe nothing happens. <laughs> it sounds so bland, but I believe that when you die. That's it, you're dead. Nothing is happening at all. That's mm. it for you, basically. Like, hey, where's the sandwich gone? <laughs> it's just gone. You don't need to explain where it's gone. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, because I don't. I, I feel it's because. I think religion kind of ruined this for me. Yeah. And it's like. I don't want to believe in a heaven the same way I don't want to believe in a hell. But then there's also that whole curious aspect of if there is another side what's it like and if there is no other side then well what's the point of life you know what i mean it's weird like it's like it is weird but also the idea of basing your current life on Mm. life afterwards Mm. the things you end up doing wouldn't serve you for the present it will serve you for the future that is completely uncertain and then you would be avoiding things that are actually happening right now no that's true but yeah my mom shared this video which i found so interesting about um and it basically said something along the lines of um the one lie that we tell to people when they're very young is that there's a place that is better than earth after we die so Mm. people live their lives in such a way that is so unfulfilled with the expectation that it's gonna get better after they pass away mm-hmm. and i was like that is so true is and it's a scary thought that it's pretty much everyone thinks that way and a lot of people think that way 
That is true. And I'm thinking, like, then, then I was also thinking, what is, then what is the opposite of that? Like, what if all of us genuinely thought that he- that Earth was paradise, that Earth was the best place in the world? How would we act? That's an interesting concept. Right? Because, you know, I know right now people really don't care about the earth. I mean, climate change. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's just... <laughs> oh, the wildfires. Like, we don't care. We really don't. Oh, that's, that saddens me. Because it's like, I wish people cared enough about the things that actually mattered. You know what I mean? I've met people um, our age, like in their 20s, mm. saying that a lot of things are not important, like trying to work out their future uh, like somewhere abroad, for example. Like That's the idea that I have in mind. And they find it absolutely ridiculous, because like, mm-hmm. why would you do that? That's just yeah. a lot of work, because it doesn't matter in the end. Um, you're going to die, and then the life afterwards is where everything matters. Yeah. And I, I, that's a really weird mentality for me because, yeah. like I said before, the only thing that is currently certain is the life that we're having right now. The life afterwards, it's really not certain at all. Exactly. And people who have claimed to go to the afterlife and come back, that is literally up for so much speculation <laughs> so much speculation like i don't want to be that i don't want to be that person that's like oh you're lying <laughs> but at the same time it's like grain of salt like yeah. you might be telling me the truth but then at the same time it's like my decision whether i want to you know believe it or not mm-hmm. you know but that's that's actually kind of crazy to me that like people don't kind of think about their futures or their lives like that because i mean I honestly just want to be happy in my life, you know? Honestly, true. Like, I just kind of want to enjoy my life. I mean, regardless of what happens in the afterlife, if it exists, I kind of want to enjoy it right now. Because if it does exist and I go to a fucked up place, at least I can say that I enjoyed the first little bit. Listen, if I end up in hell, I'll be like, I knew I'd see you here. Honestly, be a party. It's like, hey guys, what's up? I'll be waiting at the gate. I'll be the secretary. Like, where is it? Where is it? We're expecting you today. Come on. So, next question Are you ready to die? Um, I'm not scared of dying. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm gonna be honest, there's some moments where I actually contemplated that because of undergoing some rough patches but mm-hmm. I also at the same time feel like I still have a lot of things that I want to do so I don't want to die mm-hmm. I yeah because there's so many ideas in my head and um, I just want to do a lot of things and I I mean dying would be like yeah okay well I guess but it would be yeah. like oh, such a bummer I didn't manage to do all of that but yeah. then I'll be dead, so it wouldn't matter. I- <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like I also feel like I'm not ready to die as much as I've also contemplated like death. Yeah. Like as much as I joke about it, I-, <laughs> I know deep down inside I'm just like there's I want to do some stuff and then I think I'll yeah. be like okay yeah yeah I'm done now I'm tired. 
that yeah, was even up. now when I'm really sad, I'm just like, ugh, what if I just die? I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm working on this thing, I've been working so hard, yeah. so I might as well just keep going, you know? Even, it's like when you reach the part of the sandwich when it's really salty or dry, uh -huh, but you uh -huh. know, towards the end, the sauce is there. Exactly. <laughs> this sandwich analogy? Amazing. <laughs> you know, on Instagram, I'm literally gonna post the sandwich and be like, guys, remember life is a sandwich. <laughs> I. That is such. <laughs> you only thought of this today, didn't you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm only thinking about it now. And honestly, even with this thing, it. And that's why I get so sad when young kids die. Mm. You know. It's scary. Or like when young, younger people die around me, because it's like, man. Imagine like watching their life play out or like, seeing what they could have been capable of doing, good or bad, you know? Mm. So like, oof. I'm the I'm the chosen one to live. Mm. Yeah, I I mean sadly a lot of people I'm sure at least once in their lives have contemplated the idea of suicide or ending their lives. Mm. And um, a great advice that a friend once told me was that um, wouldn't it be such a shame for the things that you could be doing to other people though? Wouldn't it be such a shame for the amount of people that you could inspire, the amount of people that you could help and you're mm. just taking all of that away because you don't think you're good enough or you're good enough? Mm. Mm. It, it made me, it really made me like rethink a lot of things. Yeah. Like how sometimes I think about that like in a, in a weird different way of like what if the life I'm leading right now could be the life that saves someone else's, yeah. you know? Like it's a random thought like because like sometimes hyper-focusing on myself is just so sad that I'm just like, okay, what if whatever I'm doing helps someone else? Oh my gosh, that's a nice thought. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's weird. I think like as humans are just kind of weird where like sometimes we're just so done with ourselves that we just have to think about other people to make ourselves feel better mm. but also think of it in a way where it's not that oh i don't want to kill myself because i can help people mm. um i mean i i sadly i don't always practice what i preach but also think of it in a way where helping yourself even if you don't end up helping anyone but you help that one person that is you or you save that mm. one person that is you then that's that's more than enough and a lot of people yeah. forget that they feel like they should have like a greater meaning or an ultimate goal where they save the universe yeah maybe saving one person is enough maybe that person is just your own self yeah. and i wish someone told me that yeah dang that's actually beautiful like imagine the one person you're supposed to save is yourself mm. and you wouldn't even know but honestly, I, I feel like I'm just kind of, I feel like a lot of the times we're told to dream so big and big is like the millions and billions out there. But sometimes for me, sometimes the craziest, like I think sometimes some of the big things are like, you know, when you help a random stranger mm -hmm. with something like you carry their bags mm -hmm. or you hold the elevator or, you know, you, you talk to them, like you say, hi, how are you doing? Things like that just... I don't know, little things are just so beautiful too. Little things lead to good things, you know. 
So how can we treasure life more knowing that we will die someday? By knowing that you will die someday. <laughs> Literally. But like how do we treasure life more? Because I feel some people are like, I'm gonna die someday, might as well just be an asshole and you know, cause havoc because if I die I can't pay for any of my consequences. Like think of this terms of Oh no, that's intense. No, now I'm curious. I was gonna say like I was like thinking about suicide bombers. Like, bro, what, what are they doing with their lives? <laughs> yes. How do you turn your life more? Yeah, like, like, what do you do? Like, you're gonna die someday. Like, how do you switch off that part of your brain that says it doesn't matter because I'm gonna be gone anyways? Like, how do you switch that off? Um. Think of your life right now and what is one thing that someone before you could have done that would have helped you <laughs> and think of how you can pass that on to someone else mm. Mm. I, I feel like our parents I, mean, I love my mom <laughs> I love my dad <laughs> but obviously people make mistakes and parents are still people so yeah what if there's something that you could do so that someone else in the future, it couldn't even be your own child. Maybe you become a teacher. Maybe you just find a random kid. Actually, no, that's, <laughs> that's creepy. Finding random children. <laughs> hey, let me teach you about life. <laughs> no, but think of something that would have made your life easier if it was implemented back then. And if you do it now, maybe two, three, four, five, ten years from now, it would actually help someone. And it could be something so tiny. Yeah. You know, like teaching people how to say thank you properly. Honestly, <laughs> being polite goes a long way, people. Like, I yes. swear to God. Because I sometimes I feel like I'm the only polite person in the world. <laughs> I Like, sometimes when I say, I think this is since because of like COVID and whatnot, they have to scan your temperature. Every time someone scans my temperature, I say thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's their job. But they say thank you, and they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, and then like, and especially like, like I'm like um, like since I have started doing work, and we we did go for the work lunch thing, and we had to um enter into a mall, and, and I was the only person who said thank you, and then my boss was like, why did you say thank you? I'm like, I don't know, it's it's a reflex. <laughs> it's it's a weird reflex though, like. It's good, unless you say it like excessive. No, unless you're saying it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, that was focused towards ourselves. Let's see here. How can we treasure the people in our lives knowing that they will someday go away too? Hey, you know what's weird? I'm not scared of actually dying. I'm mm. scared of people around me dying. <laughs> Like, I don't care, Doreen, what you end up doing in your life. That's true. I am dying before you. I, like, I what? I don't want to witness what? that. This is not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you want to bet? <laughs> no. Want to no. <laughs> but no cap, I get, I get that sentiment. I get that sentiment the same way, like... But then I'm also kind of weird in the sense that with, like, my mom, right? And mom, if you're listening, I really love you with all of my heart. But I promise you, I will die after you. I don't, because it's that thing where I, I also think of it from the point of view of I never want my mom to go through the grief of losing a kid. Yeah. Because I've seen what it's done to people. Because my godmother actually, 
Um, so what happened was her one of her sons he passed away and he took his life. And I saw, and, and I was like about what six, seven, eight years old. I was really, really young when that happened. And he was in the States and um she was in another country. She was in Ethiopia. She was in Ethiopia with us. And I'll never forget like the look of her face losing her child the way she did. And I was just like and in that moment as a kid I just like I promised myself that no matter what. If my mom is a hundred lives to be a hundred, bro, I'm gonna be here, patiently waiting, because I don't, because I just don't want her to go through that grief of like, I mean that sounds so narcissistic, the grief of losing her only begotten child. Yeah. Like it sounds so narcissistic. No, it makes perfect sense. But then, yeah. yeah. I feel like that is a Especially since like my mom's already lost all of her siblings and her parents like everyone and the thing that really makes that makes me a little bit I feel it has kind of become like this numb spot for me when it came to death was my mom lost so many people so quickly in her life that and I was too young to understand when any of it was going on to the point where like I I kind of like whenever I go to a funeral I go I'm like this numb person who seems to have no feelings and people would like look at me and they were like aren't you sad like what's wrong like why aren't you crying like, like why aren't you doing these things and i'm just like bruh i don't know like it just it's like this untouched part of my heart my emotions i don't even know what it is mm. it's just the thing of i just don't know if um it's a defense mechanism if it's suppression like i just i don't know you know it's just it's crazy but then 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 the weird thing also extends to my friend but then I'm thinking of like my best friend. Who said? Who did we say should die first? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, cause, cause there's this thing where, but I think we've kind of planned to die at the same time so we can have hilarious funerals. Yes, definitely plan your death around the same time with your best friends that we should. Oh my gosh, we should totally. Okay, listen, guys. Okay, we're not <laughs> gonna have like some sort of mass suicide. <laughs> you know, with the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Guys, death is a very serious topic. Exactly. I mean, um, but then at the same time, like, I feel, I feel I would feel more comforted if I kind of died at the same time as a lot of my other close friends. I would say, so that like it's like well, an era of us. It's weird. I don't life know. Life does not give two figs about your comfort. So guess what? In an ideal world. In an ideal world. Come on. Of all die together holding hands walking into the sunset <laughs> oh. oh shit oh my god now I'm thinking about it that's sad yeah. oh, I think about it Terry. <laughs> I know I know <laughs> guys we got I mean we, we need to think about it at some point but I guess and then just comes back to the question it's like one thing that I mean, I don't know when I'm gonna go or when my friends are gonna go, but I think the one thing that I just want to make sure is just to leave a legacy of like kind of just being a good person to them and you know spending the most and best times with them. And that's why I feel there's this part of me that just like even if I'm like in a bad situation with people, I'm just like, bro, they die tomorrow and we're still mad. Damn it! Like I can't live with that. It's so it's it's dumb. It's a dumb thing, but I think it's also a good thing. Cause you let go of things so much easier because you're just like shit. Like this person can go like tomorrow, the next week, the next month. Mm-hmm. And if I'm mad at them for like something that's so stupid, like, like, like what happens, you know? And you know, it's it's crazy. It's just so crazy to me. 
Okay, if you were to die today, what's something you're proud of that you've done? Um, sure. Um, I think one thing, like the first thing that came to me off the top of my head was that I actually almost made it through university. Oh yeah. Oh, like I'm a. Yeah, like almost done. I mean, like my dad's day. Damn it! But then, like. You got a degree. Almost. <laughs> almost degree. Yeah, yeah, same. An almost degree, <laughs> yeah, almost right? Degree. But then, like, I guess that's that's definitely a proud achievement that I am thinking about, or the fact that I survived high school. I feel like I didn't give myself enough credit for this until someone kind of pointed out how, like, like I had the roughest of patches when I was younger, and then like looking at the person I am now, like that's something to be proud of. You know what I mean? Yeah, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, high school trauma. Oh, I hated high school. And can you believe you made it through? Yeah, I was what? like preparing to get out of high school, so <laughs> it would have been such a bummer. <laughs> University though. Oh. Mm. 2020 though. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I think that should be everyone's proudest. <laughs> you made it through that year. Oh. Honestly, there was one point where I just thought the world's ending, man. That's it. It is. Like, like that. That was like you know, that. Was, I don't know how to explain what's going on in my mind since twenty twenty. You know that song. Like it's going like that since March, and then excellent. Everything's happening right now. Oh my god! Yeah. So. I'm proud of you, man. 2020, we did it, girl. What? We we made it. We made it. That's a proud accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy how at the beginning of 2020, I'm like, what are your New Year's resolution? I want to do some grand things in life. I want to do this and that. Like, uh, what about 2021? I just want to live. <laughs> I just really I'm just trying not to die this yes. year. <laughs> let's just let's just one day at a time. In fact, when people were just like, oh my gosh, happy new year, I was like, whoa, like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Happy new year. Just Listen, we all know what happened last year when we said that. Let's not say, <laughs> like, honestly, my mom said happy new year. I was like, Godspeed. <laughs> I'm ter- I was terrified. New year. Oh, Good Monday. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> Thanks, thanks. I'll, um, all the best. <laughs> I was terrified. I, I couldn't. But, yo. Yeah. I, <laughs> what did they say when they started the Hunger Games? <laughs> 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 what did they say? <laughs> um, oh, come on. May the odds be forever <laughs> in your favor. Happy New So yeah guys, welcome to your proudest achievement, reaching 2021. Well done, congratulations. We all know a lot of people died last year, so you made it so Yeah man, natural selection did not select you. Selection of the fittest, let's go. If you didn't think you were fit, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. look at you now. Round two, dun, dun, dun. Round two. 
<laughs> this is like 2020 part two. Yeah. By the way, the year stopped advancing. It's just gonna be part two, part three until the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 20, 21. Uh, and then 20, 22. I promise we both have university degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, guys. We're, we're geniuses. Trust me. Dean's yeah. list, our names are always there. Trust mm-hmm. me. Tr- trust me. <laughs> it's the brain cell. It's that it one, brain, that cell. one brain cell. And our last question is this. And I think this is a question that I want all of you guys to also reflect on is, how would you like to be remembered? I think that's a good question. It's very similar to what you said earlier. Just want to be remembered, like, Trying my best to be good, yeah. to be kind, you know, not in any significant way. I mean, obviously, there's this little voice in that's like, I want to do grand things, I want to make the world a better place, I want to help people, and that would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. But I feel like as long as I remember, like, oh yeah, she was a good friend, she was a good yeah. sister, she was a good daughter, just doing the best with what I can, or she was even a good colleague, like, yeah. just characteristic-wise, not achievements. Achievements is for me. Characteristic is for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah. Cause like, um, what was this? I don't know if I read this in a book or a movie or something, but like, they were like, um, this teacher. Oh yeah, it was a movie. So this teacher, um, he was talking to his students and he was like, write, what people would say about you at your funeral, like what would they say about oh, you? And wow. I was, and I kind of sat there for a moment. I was just like. I know that there are people who would write that I was the worst person to them on this planet and then like those people don't matter to me because I don't talk to them enough but I was thinking like what would my mom say about me what would like my friends say about me you know what would my teach like the people I interact with like what would this random person who look who's just met me on the train what would they say about me or this scary person in a mosque just listening and avoiding the world or and that was just interesting to me and I low-key wanted to actually write it, but I was like, nah, dude, that would just go mess me Honestly, up. Honestly, I'm thinking about it now, and I, I don't know. I, I, right? It's so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what would your mom say about you? Right? I think that's a hard hit. Should I try to match what your mom would say about you? Like, and then that also forced me to reflect on, like, some of the relationships that, like, I treasure. Like, if, like, like when, like, they say, like, what would my mom say at my funeral? Would she say, oh... She was a great kid. Uh, okay, now I feel like my mom would start off, you know, when she was born, she was she was this little devil, and then as she grew... <laughs> no, because guys, I'm going to be very honest with you. Between the years of like 1 and 10, I was a terrorist in that house. We're talking about broken plates. We're talking about cut-up curtains. We're talking about drawings on the wall. If my mom... Loki came salty to the funeral, I would understand. Cause <laughs> oh, come on. Bro! And I, do you know how many tablecloths you've gone through? Do you know how many remotes I've broken? Bruh, I've broken a table. How do you break remotes? I... It's a very good question. I honestly don't know. I, I guess I just drop them a lot. And then they just... Even if you... Just how hard just, do you drop your remotes? I actually do not know. <laughs> but that's but like if my mom came a little bit salty because like this little demon who used to run around my house. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, if 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 you ever talk, okay, I don't know if these guys are ever gonna meet my mom. But if you ever ask my mom about me as a kid, 
If your mom is listening to this, hi mom. Hi. <laughs> and you raised such a good daughter, and I think I know how everyone will remember her. Oh, cries, cries. In fact, tangent question: How you remember me? <laughs> Don't make me cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. How would I remember you? How would I remember you? Mm-hmm. I would think of crackhead. Okay. Crackhead would be the first thing, and then I just think of. Honestly, during it's so easy to like be comfortable with you, with literally any topic. I remember you as the person that I would always go to without having any fear of judgment, and you know, you always include me with open arms, and you're so good to hug in here. And me and Jeremy, we can literally laugh about anything. It's so absurd. It's to the point where we used to work in the same place and they um, threatened to kick us both <laughs> out because we were laughing too loud, fearing our attention. So it's just like when I say you're my favorite brain cell is dedicated to you, I mean it. There's just this weird connection that right. I have. Yeah. Speaking, like, you know, when you said the work thing, I was just thinking about the elephants <laughs> and how we. It wasn't even funny. Demi, for the <laughs> I'm so sorry about the elephants. <laughs> See? Everybody else is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the elephants. Guys, honestly, in honor of Demi, guys, just <laughs> donate to foundations that protect <laughs> elephants, please. Especially in Zimbabwe. Like, especially. Dorian, it's serious. Indeed, the elephants are dirty. Demi's gonna hate us. Oh, Demi really hates us. Demi. I love you, Demi. Oh, but I'll never forget us writing that note. About we were apologizing for laughing at her, <laughs> and you know she's kept the note. I know she kept it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. I'm glad she thinks it's funny now. I hope she thinks it's funny. Honestly, I hope so too. Demi is just this beautiful, adorable creature. Honestly, like an angel. Right. Lucy, how would I remember you? Cause I would, I feel like the first thing that I read, I, every time I think about, I think about your intellect. Cause I think you're so smart. Like honestly, I'm honest, glad you think that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, because I definitely feel like you're one of the smartest people in my life. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I'm that smart at all. <laughs> nah, I've met some dumb people before. Trust me. <laughs> you. Mm. You, you are up you are up there like I honestly yeah you're really one of the smartest people in my life and you're also one of the funniest what the hell I think because we just have the same humor <laughs> like we said we have this is amazing the fact that we can laugh at things together yeah. a lot of people have told me that I'm not funny a I, lot what yeah no I swear I think no. for you <laughs> my humor is not for everyone I understand that yeah, but like, you're, I'll always remember you as like my smartest friend, my funniest friend, my... But that's like the little part of my heart, man. Like, Cause it's even like hard to like describe in words. Exactly. Cause like there's always like that stuff, oh yeah, you're funny, you're beautiful, you're cute, but then like there's that... 
connection that I always feel when I'm around you. I'm telling you, it's that one brain cell. It's that brain cell. I remember you as the brain cell. Exactly, it's the brain cell. Aw, oh, my favorite brain cell, Christ. I'm gonna cry now. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, those. Well, guys, those are all of our questions. That was all the questions that I have for us. Again, thank you so much for joining me. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. I, I enjoy really listening to your podcast. I don't know if I'm going to listen to this one because I don't really like listening to myself. But yeah, before we end it, um, actually, can I sure. say something? Sure, go for it. Tell the people. Tell the people. It's not really telling, it's just reading. Um, when my grandma died, I wrote a poem. I think you know about it. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. and I think it fits with today's uh, podcast. So if you don't mind, I'd just like to read it. It's talking about death, or life and death. Sure. So let me go at it. So, life and death, they're two companions that enclose each other in a circle. But life brings joy, whilst death brings sorrow. Life promises the prospect of today, whilst death agonizes the fear of tomorrow. Life is hope, but hope is hopeless. It breeds eternal misery, whilst death is certain. It's the end of every journey, but why can't we accept it? Why do we accept a false promise over a pre-signed contract? Shouldn't it be easier to acknowledge a concrete fact over an ideal abstract? Because reality is an abstract that's tied to the time constraint once the clock ticks, it's over, and memories are all that remain. Memories that are filled with both laughter and pain that we hope to keep alive, never lost in vain. Life is creating memories while death is framing them. At the end, they're two companions, but we often romanticize one over the other. That was so deep. (laughs) Ending with that, I just want to tell everyone to enjoy your sandwich. It's gonna finish. Just enjoy it. <laughs> and yeah. if you feel like it's not fit, you know, add whatever. Um, add spice. Add sauce. No. Do what you gotta do to it's make like a, a good sandwich. It's like a subway. Create your sandwich. Yeah. Subway should totally sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Subway. <laughs> As a young creative, I want to be able to continue to bring the best quality to you as well as share some of my knowledge. Subscribe to my Patreon to get episodes early, bonus episodes that would be available exclusively on Patreon, vote for upcoming episode topics, shoutouts, promotional time, exclusive footage, as well as tips and tricks on writing and photography. Starting at just $1 a month helps support me in my work. Death is complicated. No one really has the answers to anything when it comes to that. We have assumptions, ideas, but nothing is really final apart from death itself. Though I would want to encourage you and anyone else who's listening to have these conversations with people that you love and trust. It can be very unexpected, very untimely, but the truth is we're all going to get there soon, someday. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next year, maybe in a hundred years. We don't know. But it's important that we have these discussions with our parents or guardians and encourage them to write wills. I feel you listening, write a will. What do you want to happen to your stuff, your finances and all that good stuff? 
I know it's something difficult to think about. I know it's hard. Sitting down to have this conversation with anyone can be so challenging. But it's a reality that we need to accept in order to really live. Something that you can watch to help you understand death a little bit better is episode 8 of The Midnight Gospel on Netflix. It really opened up my mind to accepting death for what it is instead of avoiding it altogether. Also, a song that I love that is like a warm hug is What We Leave Behind by Labyrinth. Towards the end of the song, he sings, What we leave behind, I hope someday will make you smile. After all the tears have dried, what we leave behind is something we know will be some of the best times of our lives. What we take with us is love. There are so many things I want to achieve at the end of my life. And one of them is creating memories filled with love with those around me. I don't know when my time will be up. But while I'm here, I want to make a difference and live with no regrets. I would encourage you to do the same. Well, that's the episode, guys. If you are someone who does struggle with anything death-related, please reach out to those around you or even seek professional help. You can also come to me if you want and you need the support. I'm here to help you as far as possible. But it's always important to remember, in times like these, you are not alone. And if you reach out, someone will reach out to you. Otherwise, if you have any other thoughts or ideas on this topic, feel free to hit me up on my social media or email me. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd love to really connect with you guys. Catch me in two weeks. And maybe we'll have a guest. Reach out to me on social media. You can find this podcast on Instagram at Lestabunkit Podcast. Feel free to email me at Lestabunkit at gmail.com. That is L-E-T-S-D-E-B-U-N-K-I-T at gmail.com. If you didn't catch that, just check the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode or just like the podcast, be sure to give me a five-star rating and leave me a comment. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on. A special thank you to Chisanga for the awesome album art. If you would like to have yourself drawn in various animation styles, album artwork, or anything to do with graphics, his Instagram handle is at DVD underscore art. I will put that in the show notes in case you missed it. I recommend his services because he is timely, friendly, and overall an amazing artist.